while some people are more susceptible than others, like people with a lot of self-doubt or a tendency toward guilt or black and white thinking, brainwashing can happen so insidiously that even the strongest among us can be susceptible. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. We're going to talk about an important psychological issue today, Cindy. Yes, we are, Julie. We're focusing on a kind of social influence. It has to do with the ways we're influenced by the people around us to do things, to think about things or even value certain things, but not others. Yeah, it's called brainwashing. And it is an invasive form of social influence, also called thought reform, that changes what someone believes, thinks, or values. It happens when someone's emotions, attitudes, beliefs, or behaviors are manipulated in ways that lower their usual mental ability to think through enough to defend themselves and to hold on to their own core beliefs. Right. So, for example, brainwashing is seen with prisoners, war criminals, obviously in cults, often in child custody cases and abusive relationships. It is considered a war crime, brainwashing. And when it's done in a family or a relationship, it's often considered domestic abuse. So during the Korean War, American POWs were said to have been brainwashed by their captors who were able to get them to give up information to agree with false confessions, and to collaborate with them, the enemy. It's tricky because it might have been brainwashing, but some say it was torture that changed people's minds. It's not clear. True. The difference is in whether you're changing your values and behavior only in the moment out of fear, or whether you actually come to believe new ideas or take on new values. This can start out of fear, but emotional manipulation can potentially change someone on a deeper level over time. Yeah. Brainwashing was a concern back in the 1960s and 70s when a lot of questionable political and religious movements were born. But even now, we see that a lot with all the fake news and groups like QAnon. They're all full of brainwashing. These kind of sources play on the fear and anger that people are carrying and get them to believe there's an answer or an explanation that will you know, help them get rid of their fear and anger and a way to live a more harmonious life. <laughs> yeah, right. Brainwashing techniques go back a really long time, and they've been used forever by abusive spouses and parents, cult leaders, dictators. The whole point is controlling and manipulating people. On many different levels, as you're saying. But if you understand a little about how it happens, you can better protect yourself and others from the possibilities of brainwashing. That's really important, Cindy. The military now teaches soldiers about methods used in brainwashing because knowledge of the process actually can make it less effective. While some people are more susceptible than others, like people with a lot of self-doubt or a tendency toward guilt or black and white thinking, 
Brainwashing can happen so insidiously that even the strongest among us can be susceptible. Yes, it's true and a little scary. But one really good example of that is the way it might work in a romantic relationship. Partners, you know, they're supposed to be on the same side, the same team. And the love you feel for your partner creates an expectation that they're also coming from a place of love and understanding. But unfortunately for a self-centered, jealous, or controlling partner, your love can make you vulnerable to being exploited or brainwashed by them. Someone being barraged with their partner's opinion with little or no time to recover and hear themselves think because they're busy with life and its demands may not have much mental energy left over to sift through uncertainty. Yeah, they might be inundated with their partner's version of events to the point where it's difficult to hold on to their own perspective. It drifts away. It gets buried. They can get confused or think that they remembered something wrong, especially if that's what their partner's telling them. The anxiety that the partner's perspective creates can also make just thinking clearly really difficult. This makes it easier for another person to take control, which is the epitome of manipulation and is super harmful. Right. One place we see a lot of this is in the far-right media like Fox News. They've been bombarding people with disinformation and constantly repeating it, which makes it easier to get them to believe your message. Even though people listening to Fox News are willing participants, like they're not being you know, tortured or anything, just like people in a romantic relationship, they become more and more confused about what they really believe. Yeah, so then they absorb the words from the TV show. I mean, I've heard people quote directly from Fox News, like it's just the only thing in their mind. Their thinking and their beliefs start to change over time, and, and they don't realize it. There isn't really full awareness of this, and they don't notice it. They just, it just happens. Sometimes brainwashing involves physical torture or pain, like in a physically abusive relationship or in a prison camp, for example. Physical pain adds to how hard it is for someone to think critically about information they're being fed. But physical pain isn't necessary to get someone to do or believe what you want them to. Oh, yeah. Emotional pain in forms like threats or humiliation, they can be really effective in getting someone to do what you want, to feel the way you think that they should or to believe what you want them to. To be most effective, brainwashing includes isolation from a lot of familiar things, including friends, family, colleagues, or your usual environment. It also includes forms of dependency on the person doing the brainwashing. Since brainwashing is such a harmful thing to do to someone, we're gonna call the brainwasher the abuser and their target the victim. That sounds so scary. Yeah. Basically, the more the victim needs and depends on their abuser, the more the abuser can get control over the person. Of course, love, respect, or admiration from the victim makes it even stronger. And I know it sounds crazy, but there's usually a rigid system of reward and punishment that gives the victim incentive to do what brings rewards and stop doing what brings pain and punishment, including just like their partner yelling at them or becoming really irritable or refusing to go on plans that they had made. You just, you know, they're always trying to appease the abuser. Right. The punishment might begin slowly with lying, expressions of disapproval, causing embarrassment, and grow to include verbal insults, intimidation, threats of abandonment, and worse. Attacks on someone's sense of self or their self-esteem 
helps to influence and ultimately change them. The brainwasher, the abuser, establishes themselves in a superior position and wears down the victim mentally, emotionally, or physically, or all of it. It becomes harder for the victim to fight back because their thinking becomes cloudy and uncertain. They become confused and disoriented. And often really overwhelmed with their own anxiety. They're just constantly juggling, accommodating. Abusers also use guilt and criticism to break down their victim's sense of identity and self-esteem. Of course, the victim might have to be a little bit prone to guilt, but victims can start to feel shame and as if they're less than the other person or less than other people, that everything they do is wrong, that they're dumb, that they can't even trust their own thoughts and judgments anymore. And once they feel disoriented and insecure and guilty, it's easier to coerce them to denounce their family, friends, and peers who share the so-called wrong belief system that they do, betraying their own beliefs and those of people they feel loyalty to increases their shame and guilt sometimes to an intolerable level. And then they start to feel lost and alone and experience severe symptoms like sobbing and deep depression. And this is where the abuser moves in with kindness and ways to help the victim who's now in crisis by giving them the hope of feeling better about themselves with beliefs that will save them from their misery. The victim feels relief, learning that it isn't them. They're not what's bad. It's the wrong belief system that's bad. It's the other people that they're no longer connected to who are bad. So the abuser starts a fire and then puts it out and is the hero. And now the victim realizes they can feel relief of the guilt and the pain and experience great relief by accepting the abuser's perspective. Yeah. They come to see that if they give up their supposedly faulty belief system that's causing them so much pain and adopt the new belief system of the abuser, then they will be free of the agony that they have been experiencing. And once they get to this point, they're ready to betray the people and institutions associated with the wrong belief system that they believe is the cause of their pain, which makes the abuser calm and more comforting. Yeah, the abuser has control, so things feel peaceful because that's how the abuser has arranged it. Positive experiences are now used to reward the victim for thinking the way the abuser wants them to, while negative experiences are used to punish any disagreement. And this part feels really good and helps the victim feel they've made the right decision. They're getting all this good stuff now. And the rules are clear. Just don't do or say the wrong thing and you'll be... Okay. So for cults and other groups, there are often rituals or ceremonies to induct the new recruit into their community at this point. It's at this point when they've been broken down. Lots of acceptance and joy about being part of that group happen. You can sometimes tell if someone is brainwashed more by their behavior than by the behavior of the abuser or the group who can be working under the radar and seem fine and nice even. Oh, definitely. I mean, they tend to be sort of sociopathic. So they're usually charming, convincing, charismatic, and likable. Right. Victims tend to come across with little questioning of their new beliefs, and they show dependency on the abuser. 
They're unable to solve problems without their help. They come to agree with whatever their abuser says, thinking very little for themselves, if at all. Yeah, I think they have trouble even accessing their own thoughts anymore. It's like the ability to think and make judgments has just stopped functioning for them. They're kind of programmed not to trust their own thoughts or beliefs, and they sink their opinions, their thoughts, their desires, and their behaviors to whatever it is the abuser wants. A lot of psychologists might say that people aren't so much brainwashed as they are conditioned. If a person is repeatedly praised for certain behaviors and penalized for others, they lean toward the desired behavior. Right. Plus, it's really hard to change someone's core beliefs. And even in the best of circumstances, abusers even have to keep checking on the strength of their power and control, and they have to keep coming up with ways to reinforce it. That's true, because even under ideal brainwashing conditions, the effects don't last forever. It's usually somewhat short term. The victim's old identity isn't gone completely. It's in hiding and it can come back. Yeah, it seems like we're really talking about degrees of invasive social influence. And either way, however we talk about it, it is manipulative and really dangerous. Talking about us versus them and that the abuser is right and the outside world is wrong is a red flag. Another red flag is a group trying to bring you in with a strong message that they have the answers and everyone else is wrong or making it seem more attractive to be a part of the group than any other group, especially than the one you're from. When there's a breakthrough in the brainwashing, the victim once again may have to go through a lot of pain as they open up to what has happened. You can just imagine when they've gradually become aware of how they were manipulated. Of course, they have a lot of shame and guilt. It feels awful that they've been so vulnerable. This can be really, really painful. It's one of the reasons why it's so hard to get people not to be brainwashed anymore, because the process of sort of helping them out of that is very painful for them. And victims often blame themselves for being duped. It's like they have to go backwards through the whole thing again. And it was horrible to begin with. That's why they ended up there. Sometimes asking someone who you believe is a victim to answer small questions in a non-judgmental way can begin to restart their critical thinking. It can just put maybe a small crack in their new beliefs and what has happened to them. Maybe they get in touch with their hidden inner self a little. Yeah. They'll have to come to their own conclusions over time. And I don't really think, you know, if you're trying to help them, you, you have very much power. It takes a while to become brainwashed, depending on the circumstances. And it takes a while to undo that damage. But hopefully over time, if you just keep offering support, the victim will learn to trust and value themselves again. There are therapists who specialize in helping people replace harmful programming, if that's what you want to call it. If you recognize these tactics as way your parents used to relate to you, or you know someone going through what looks like brainwashing, either in their relationship or in a group they've joined, including the alt-right, a trauma-focused therapist may be able to help you or them to regain a sense of identity and strength. Yeah. Anybody experiencing this within their family or their relationship, they can seek help from someone who understands how to help someone suffering from various forms of domestic abuse, including this one. For another summary of how to be helpful if you think someone you know has been brainwashed, check out thefreedomcenter.com. How to deal with a brainwashed person. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.
You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.